0: Log Talk Radio
1: Hello, everyone. We are broadcasting live today, March eighteenth, twenty 2022, for another yet horrifying episode of Fright Talk with me, Billy B.J. Jones and Nadine Tapsh. We're the Fright Talk guys. I know you know who we are and you love us and you continue to support us. And we know that's evident by your responses on social media, the questions that you send in prior to the show, and just all all-around feedback that we appreciate. If at any time you'd like to speak to us during this live podcast, you may do so at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And you have a few inbox options with which you can send your questions, comments, or requests to us. We are live and we'll receive them as they come. Everyday folks listen at gmail.com. guys at gmail.com. And I'm just going to bounce it over to Nadine. <laughs> Social media on ntabs n t a b s c h on Instagram, and you can hit the Fight Talk Guys up on Instagram too. A few announcements to bring before we jump right on in. Um, I want to say first of all, congratulations to my friend Nadim, and every other teacher here in Miami-Dade County and Broward <laughs> County who will be going on spring break. And also all the colleges and educators at respective institutions across the America who are in dire need of a good break. So enjoy this next week. And also I want to say thank you to the Broward College for an amazing week this week, uh, two weeks actually, of the annual Festival of Music, Film, Literature, and Art. 15 events in 15 days. I've been at majority of them, so I'm a pretty little little exhausted today but it's always exciting and a frightfully good time to come to Fright Talks squad. And Nadeem, how are you doing today? Before we even kick off with our subject today, how are you? (laughs) I'm exhausted, but I'm good. I'm exhausted,
0: (laughs) but I'm good. And um, yes, definitely want to echo your sentiments into all of the educators out there in all levels. Um, Just a well-deserved spring break for everybody. If you're on spring break um, and you're an educator or student, well, if you're a student that works hard, you deserve a spring break and you deserve definitely the break. And um, it's just, you know, teachers are unsung heroes, to be honest with you. So, you know, to every educator out there, enjoy yourself, disconnect, rejuvenate, and and do what makes you happy in this week. And don't go too crazy because it's only a week.
1: Mm, Well said. And tonight's show is still a follow-up to Women's History Month 2022, in the spirit of the month, we are going to be paying tribute tonight to popular screen queens. We asked you on social media who is your favorite screen queen or a film that features uh, features her. We want to hear your feedback. If you haven't gotten the chance to send that to us tonight is your chance. And so, dean, before we even get started, I think we should at least identify for folks. I'll share with them what a screen queen is, because. I thought I'm a scream queen when I go to a haunted house or attraction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be one, but I recognize that there is a particular um, in, there are particular ingredients one must have in order to be, be coined one. So a scream queen is a trope within the horror genre, and it's actually a trope that's been around for a good fifty years. So it is not a new trope. Uh, it's not new, but because of uh, I would say in the 70s, it was a really strong spin actually and a turn as, uh, by which the protagonist of the story, the, the idea of the final girl, which is the initial trope by which this, this, this genre or this trope exists. But Scream Queens are a little different because the final girl is the last girl in the film that, that survives, right? One would hope that she screams, right? <laughs> but in right. truth, the subgenre of Final Girl is Scream queen. But to become a Scream Queen there are different uh, variables and there are different factors that one needs to consider. And we'll explore that by the gamut of, of, of films and, and options that we'll provide during our conversation today. But to, for the record, the most popular one, at least for those who in our modern time, would naturally be Jamie Lee Curtis. Many folks right. like to recognize her as our screen queen. But in truth, there were many who, well before her who paved the way for her and as well as those who come after her who still pay homage to her for her contributions. And so these are some fascinating women who, even if you don't know their names, folks, and do recognize we may not know the names of every single one, but if you showed us a picture of them, we'd be like, ah, that's the so-and-so. That's the lady from this movie, right, Nadine? Or this is the lady from that movie. So we'll do our best to provide some names as much as we can. If not, we'll provide a film context by which we can attach her. But we do want to pay tribute to these amazing women, who help us create these memories from our, one of, some of our greatest and most unforgettable films?
0: Very well said, Billy. And you know, I think that people generally believe or probably think they have the notion that scream queen is literally a woman or a girl screaming in a horror movie, and that makes her scream queen. And that's not it. They can be the antagonist as well in the movie. So, they can be the protagonist. They are to me a scream queen is a queen that is featured in a horror movie or a show for that That's matter. Right. And I think that there's That's a right. lot of scream queens that we kind of overlook through time. And like, for me, one of them is Sarah Michelle Geller. I believe she is a scream queen. I mean, she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was in Scream 2. She was in I Know what You Did Last Summer. She was in The Grudge. I mean... She's, she's well cemented in the horror genre. And so there's people and there's actresses like her that I feel definitely deserve the title. Uh, but sometimes people just think, oh, Scream Queen is just the victim of the movie. Not not necessarily. It could also be the person that you're rooting for the most, uh, a female in the horror genre.
1: And the diversity, Nadine, what I love today especially that screen queens come in such a variety of cultural identities as well Um, you know in general identities in general so it's really neat to see today and and that's not only because of the the evolution of time but also props to indie films for now being able to play on the same playing field as some of the major films you know netflix and shutter are great indie spaces right youtube is another indie space and these are just several of the most popular but The beauty is that there's so many um, diverse options, and that opens an avenue or window for so many women from different cultures and communities to be celebrated in this regard.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I agree with you and Jamie Lee Curtis. And you know what, Billy? Billy, Did you ever see? And I I enjoyed it. There, it was a little campy, but I enjoyed it. Did you ever watch the? It it was a few years ago. The Scream Queens series. Yes, that was on.
1: Was it on Fox or on? or FX or, 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 or FX? F- yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. I did. With Emma, Emma, Emma um, Roberts, I think, was she in there? I think she was one yes. of them. Yes, yes, yes. Was. yes.
0: And, you know, I it was just kind of like a – it was a good throwback to to Scream Queens in general. I'm going to say this, Billy. Without Scream Queens, it's very hard to have a successful horror movie.
1: Absolutely. I agree. It I really is. It really I is. I do.
0: Because um, – what what in a horror movie do we look for? I mean, right. you know, somebody always has to suffer some sort of be the victim, right? And that does not necessarily have to be a female. It can be a male. But honestly, I, I just feel that without the Scream Queens, horror genre would not be what it is without them.
1: Mm, I agree with you. And I'll, I'll also add the idea today, you know, that these movies... Folks, don't come for these movies, okay? Let's let's make that real. We said this a, a few shows ago and forgot what topic, right, Nadine? But I'm we like we, you know, my brother here and I, we like a good campy movie because we're not expecting these plots to be so thick, right, or to be dense, right, for right. a screen queen oriented movie or sub trope. But that's what makes them cool because I can get right in, enjoy, give me a few kills and thrills, and I'm good. So by all means, folks, let's give them consideration because they do represent a genre that still plays and pays well, pays well, a pathway for individuals within the film industry. So every few years, if you think about it, I mean, Halloween, people, a friend of mine said the other day, Nadim, he says, why are you making all these Halloween movies? Uh, Because it's Halloween. (laughs) It's a major franchise. And it's globally recognized now even in parodies and in the like on, on social media. And so as a result, I can't say that I want them to go away because they are iconic and they're classic. Right.
0: Right. And also, there's always an audience for it. Yeah. Even if you're tired of the of the film franchises that have a ton of sequels, there's always some. There, it, It speaks to a new generation it speaks to an old generation and you always have you're going to make you're going to make the people happy so you're going to make something that you know people are going to want to see halloween coming out every couple years around halloween i mean that just makes sense and of course people want to flock to see it uh even if they're tired of the series they still want to see it out of sheer curiosity and so i i think that um Sometimes you stick with what what, with what works, but you know, in in the case of Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, which she was also in Scream Queens, um, she's not just hammered down to the horror genre. We know that she's done so many other things, right? So we know it's not just one of those um, one and done type of actresses, or you know, we know that she has a broad spectrum of talent, and it's just this one in particular. I mean, it's an iconic role for her, and people enjoy that continuity of seeing a character that has not been killed off in several of the of the sequels going forward
1: and i think that's empowering right especially for it's easy to you know to be the final girl for you know and let's let's call it how it is the final girl also has to deal with the psychological trauma or the implications of whatever happened to her so even if she survives it's kind of neat to always have that follow-up where we can find out where how is she living her life? How, is she, how has she evolved? Or even more so, how much has she learned from her circumstance or, or become more like it? You know, what impact has had in the negative sense on her as well? So every time we see Jamie Lee Curtis is one of the most practical, it's kind of neat that we also get to celebrate these individuals because whether it be Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis or even Linda Blair is another one um, you know, from, 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 from Exorcist, it's kind of neat to see that we need to celebrate these iconic individuals for who they are and what they've done, especially at a time when they got a lot of slack from society for doing it. A lot of, especially in a very conservative America from which Mm -hmm. it came up, you know, that they would make these films that would challenge status quo, that would push religious boundaries further. It it just, kudos to them for staying their ground and staying committed to their industry all the way up into age. You remember Billy
0: the Flack when Carrie the original came out?
1: Oh yes,
0: the flack that they gave yes. that movie, and for no reason, just simply because people couldn't handle something different, something new. People couldn't handle that this is a woman, uh, albeit not the, the the best way, but she takes control. You know, and I mean, obviously the pig's blood—it was a gruesome scene, or gory, not gruesome. But you remember how people were kind of like the, in the original, people were like, oh, my God. It was so it was almost as if people were offended. It's like, get over yourself. It's a great yes. film. And and it's a cult classic now.
1: Right. It's, it's a good point. It's so interesting how much today the audience is like, oh, I've seen that. Nothing shocks us anymore. You oh, exercise. hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. We want it. People were feigning in the movie theaters for Ac, remember we talked about right. that the episodes right and 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 banning it in several theaters I mean it made national and international news when mm-hmm. this film came out and what's very interesting about that is that i'm I'm grateful that we have evolved a bit to be open and respectful of artists you know create expression, no more censoring in that regard. People have the options if you don't want to watch, don't do it, right.
0: Right. Nobody is being forced to watch anything. And when you're watching, and especially now, since a lot of people mostly stream, you know that you're streaming by genre for the most part. Netflix will show show you and tell you this is thriller, this is action, this is horror. So if you're watching a horror movie, you should more or less know that you should be going in with an open mind and not not close off that. Uh, And and also not expect that the protagonist
1: is going to necessarily be male. Mm, Good point. Very good point. And, folks, we're already a quarter of the time in, Nadim, for the show. (laughs) We're having a good time here. We needed this, right? This is like our happy hour. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, Talk is our happy hour, folks. So, join us live. And thank you for this. You know, I have to say to Nadim, he suggested this new time to try this, and it's actually kind of work. So, we'll see how that goes. But if you'd like to speak with us during our live podcast, you can call us in still at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And inbox us with your options via email at listening at gmail.com on FrightTalkGuys at gmail.com and inbox Nadine. He has the options if you get us at N-T-A-B-S-E-H on Instagram and FrightTalkGuys as well on Instagram. Nadine, we're going to go ahead and dive into some of these really good questions. These are some of the best we've seen, truly.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And we have quite a bit of them to get through. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks Scream Queens. This is I'm, good. I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and go first and, and ask you, Billy. Uh we have a question okay. from Donna. She says in I know what you did last summer too, there were two Scream Queens in the movie, Courtney Love and Brandy. Did you like this movie?
1: I hmm. I can't say I was a fan of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Neither it wasn't was one of my favorites. Neither was I. And it's interesting because when Courtney Love did the first one, I think, yeah, it, it it was okay. I thought the title was great. I have no issues with the title. When Brandy was added to it, I was like, okay. <clears throat> and I love me some Brandy. But it was like, okay. And she's a great actress as well, as well as a phenomenal singer, as she's called the the music bible. <laughs> There's a new top coin they're giving her, but she could sing the phone book, you know? However, though, I I think it was also a time when they both were hyped. Courtney Love was doing um, Party of Five at that time, and Brandy was doing the Moesha show. What a great way to keep branding because they were so likable, likable, iconic characters. And I think people people criticized that movie a bit because they said that these two likable characters, what are they doing in this field? So if they had died, here's my question to be If they were killed off, would it have been okay? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe People would have been pissed then. Oh, you're right. my favorite person. There's no pleasing. Right. Or, I think <laughs> the movie was okay. I gave it on a 1 to 10. I give it a, a 6. What about you, Nadine? Well,
0: well, I think that's fair. I'm going to say this. I, I also am not a fan of the I Know What You Did Last Summer films. Um, I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Take or leave them is where I'm at. But I do want to recognize that this film did come out. There, there was a gap in time, Billy, where there was a new generation of horror movies coming out. And it started, it got kicked off with the Scream series. And then it was followed by, I know what you did last summer. And there are similar movies, they're not similar in plot whatsoever, but in the in the type of new line type of movies coming out for it. I mean, The Craft was before that. But, uh, which I absolutely love the original craft, by the way. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, believe it or not. Um, I wasn't crazy about the I Know what You Did Last Summer series. Courtney Love and Brandy. Um, so I'm trying to think, was it that I had, that I didn't like how they played out their characters? Or did I just, was I not able to see them as different characters from what they originally do on the show? So it, it could be my own bias in, in that regard that I wasn't crazy about it. I agree, five and a half to six. Um, but were they scream queens? I suppose they were. And I'm
1: pretty sure Brandy was in... Was Brandy in another horror movie? I'm not sure. Mm-mm, I don't remember being in another, no? but I will... Even after... Even now that you got me think about it, either one of them. Were they even... Is this it? I think this may have been a cutoff.
0: No, didn't Courtney yeah. Love... Yeah, didn't Courtney Love make appearances
1: in Scream? In the I'm Not sure. I don't recall. That's a good question. And fans, if you're listening, let us know. Shoot us an email about this, because um, yeah, that's a very good question, Donna. Donna, you really made us think. Well, Donna, what do you think about the movie? It's you know because you ask us, <laughs> we'd like to know what you think. Let us know what you think, Donna, because um, I think that just for us, the the movie the movie was okay. Now, Nadine, there is a question. I'll go to. I got another question here that kind of follows up with that one. Um, Cindy writes, "I saw Kelly Rowland in Halloween H2O as a screen queen, even though her role was brief. Do you think she would make a good long-term queen?" Cindy, hmm.
0: honestly, the only way to know is if they give her the opportunity to do it. I mean, without having the opportunity, do I think she can? Absolutely. I don't see why not. I think she, she is a good actress i liked her in h2o and i didn't generally like h2o uh but i did like her in h2o and i think it's one of those things that well i think she needs to get a shot in a in a full feature not a brief uh you know not a brief character not somebody that's going to get killed off quick to kind of see but i think she could do it but again hoping that she gets the opportunity what do you think about kelly Rowland as a screen queen billy
1: I think she'd make a good one, but I'm wondering, though, now that I'm thinking about Cindy's question, wasn't it Jason versus Freddie that she was in? I thought she was in Freddie versus Jason. Or maybe I'm getting that confused with Tyra Banks. I know she was in that, too. I I get them confused. I could be wrong, because I thought she made a comment about Freddie. Like, she she taunted Freddie, or was it Jason or Michael? It was one of the three. And I remember them taking her out. She didn't live. folks. So sorry for the spoiler, but she didn't make it to the oh, end. Oh, you're of the movie. right. She
0: wasn't Freddy versus
1: Jason. I thought it was Freddy versus Jason. She thing. wasn't
0: Freddy
1: versus Jason. Yeah. Because H2O had, I think Tyra Banks was in there briefly. But Busta Rhymes, there was all these like hip hop rappers were in there, so I didn't know what was going on there. Busta <laughs> Rhymes, LL Cool J was in H two O, but yeah. this one was different because I love Freddy versus Jason right away. I actually liked that movie very much for some reason. I, I love to hear what Freddie's gonna say because he's just so silly, and he's she funny. was taunting Freddy in the movie, right? Correct, so yes, yeah. yeah, she said some things, and she also called him out of his manhood, you know, like it was very funny how she did it before right. she took met her demise. So. I don't know what she'd do today, though, because I've been watching her recently in a a show, and she's – I mean, she's a mom now. She has kids, and she's on this – and she's doing a lot of those reality shows, the singing shows. So I'm not sure if Mm -hmm. even – you know, but it would be cool to have someone reintroduce themselves. You know, Nadine, I'll share this. It would be neat to see her or even – even if Courtney Love was to reprise her role, and they would take the plot Mm -hmm. and just give it a little more of a remix – I think it would probably be worthwhile introducing to a modern time.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, Billy, I'm going to mention this, and this is a little off topic, but um, Freddy vs. Jason came out in 2003, and I think the movie would have been significantly more successful if it would have come out in the early 90s, more relevant to when the original movies came out for Freddy and Jason, just my opinion. I thought I'd just throw that in there.
1: That's a very good point because there's really People been no evolution. G-
0: based, but,
1: yeah, that's a very good thought, actually. That, I, I like that. I like that perspective. I, I always feel that those that are, you know, even now we think back 20 years later. I mean, 20 years ago was only barely 2000, right, 2002. Yeah. And even before, anything before that is like ancient at this stage, at least for my students. <laughs> and so uh, that's a very good perspective. I, I think that would work.
0: I have a question here for you, Billy, and this is from the Xavier. Ooh, I'm so glad I'm going to ask you this one first, and you, not me. Do you think there is such a thing as a scream king?
1: Yes, it's Billy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, a scream king. I don't. um uh, I don't know. I was. Hmm. Let me think on that one for a second, because. All right. Or oh, how about this? Instead of the word scream. What about a a fear screen king? Because <laughs> okay. then that would work well for Evil Dead. You know, like the yes. Star of Evil Ash. Dead. You yeah. see where I'm going? Ash from Evil Dead. Ash from, yeah. Let's see who else. Let's think of some other males that have really. Ash from uh, what was it? Army of Darkness. Yeah, Army of Darkness. You see that like i would going? fear, scream, king, but then, all, because I guess the connotation don't, don't come from me, folks, but the idea of a, a king screaming, unless he's upset, um, it just doesn't resonate well. It's almost like an oxymoron, putting those two words together. And so I'm wondering, though, if we had to label those, those are different tropes to Xavier, for me, that represent Ash and all the other male characters that are fighting an imminent evil.
0: Yeah, I think it's based on what we define it as, right? So remember how earlier I was I was saying that, and which I I'm sticking to my guns on that. It's what I believe. A scream queen is anybody, any female that has been in a horror movie and has kind of cemented herself in the genre, and not necessarily just in in the one movie of screaming and being the victim. Um, do you think there's such a thing as a scream king? Well. Other than the people who, the individuals who play, um, you know Jason over and over again, but really, uh, if there if there's one, Robert England is going to be the scream king in my opinion. I mean, really, because even the Jason series and the Michael Myers, which is a recurring series, they've changed the actors. And in Freddy, they never changed the actor. Robert England was through and through. So if there's a scream king, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. And Freddy screams every now and again, but <laughs> so why
1: not? Well, very good. I like that. I like the idea that you're recognizing. If you want folks to, if you want the movie storyline to evolve, you got to kind of keep consistency with the characters, or at least the, the, the actors who play them. And that, that, yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah, the continuity um, is important. Yeah, it is. It is. It You know, too, <laughs> if I look at Hellraiser, they had a changeover those latter episodes didn't work and in fact the screen queen of that era did not carry over into the latter sequels in fact it became very it became like cosmic horror at some point which i thought was very interesting remember there was one i think it was like hell horror, Hellraiser nine they were in space and i didn't know what the heck was going on i was like what is this like i i, I didn't i didn't get it but for the record folks cosmic horror is a, 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 has been around it could be a new place to play and, 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 and tap. You know, but we're kind of seeing what Peel is doing at now with his new movie, Nope. I think it's going to play a little bit off that cosmic horror that we don't see enough of where I only get little drops of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I would like to see the next series, Queen or King, but preferably Queen, where there's continuity like Jamie Lee Curtis. She's definitely a screen queen because she has the continuity of the Halloween movies, just as much as Robert England has the continuity of the Freddy Krueger movies of The Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd like to see another, yet another generation of that.
1: So that, so that, here's the thought. Taking Buffy and putting mm-hmm. a spin on it like the dark adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Mm. Because I always felt it, that Buffy was always true. like a saving grace. It started as a comedy movie, right? And then it was adapted yeah. to the show on WB. What if we take it to there? Take it there. Like they did Sabrina. I thought that was super cool how they went there to take it from the comic book like as well to that yeah. side. Give it a darker spin. Give Buffy and some other rea- – give her some other dimensions and all the other characters related to her. Give them some depth in terms of that darkness too. A
0: hundred percent. I mean, you know, when they the Buffy movie itself, I did not like. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I wasn't a fan of the Buffy movie, but the show I liked the show when it came out. And looking back on it, was it campy? Yeah, but at that time there was no show like that. I mean, you know, here you had this high schooler, and this high schooler had a group of friends, and she was pretty badass, and they would not only fight vampires and demons, and they had. It was really, really good, but I like that dark twist idea, Billy, because I thought that, again, The Adventures of Sabrina Teenage Witch, definitely a scream uh, queen there. I, I thought The Chilling Adventures were so good, so good on Netflix. Um, kind of sad that they that they canceled it, but um, well, we'll hope for the future that they'll renew it.
1: Hmm. Ignacio asks, uh, Nadine, is Carol Ann a scream queen from Poltergeist? you know i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm
0: not convinced
1: it's a very good one
0: i am not convinced i don't necessarily see her as the antagonist i don't see her as the protagonist necessarily i'm i don't know i don't know where she falls and let me say this poltergeist movie in and of the first one the Poltergeist movie in and of itself I thought was a fantastic movie. It's obviously a classic. But mm-hmm. was Carol Ann a scream queen?
1: I'm kind of on the fence about that one, Billy. What about you? Me too. I, 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 now that I'm thinking about it, because I can't help but get the kid in my head Right. To think of Carol Ann. Right. and But she did scream. She and did. she was popular. And yeah. – she did, you know, at least in the physical in in the fictional sense, she did survive. Right. So, and she, there was a one, there was a two and there was a three. And as the movies progressed, they got stranger. Um, Those, you know, I I did the second and third got to me in weird ways. Well, that's a whole other show, but I don't know if I can, I agree with you. I don't know if if she could be a screen queen. I don't know, but she's so iconic. She has elements that are associated with the others you know, everyone remembers the little girl touching the TV and saying, they're here.
0: Yeah, you know, it's right. so
1: interesting. And I think her name was Heather Wark, I think, at that time. Right. So it's very interesting. And unfortunately, folks, we don't get to know her story. She died young at 14 of a rare illness at that time. And so she didn't make it to adulthood. And only one could imagine what she'd say of her own role and how much that movie played in uh, as a part of her career.
0: Right. I have a question here for you, Billy, from Stephanie. Okay. Stephanie asks, I don't know what I remember more, the Scream Queen in the Hills Have Eyes, or the gruesome killers in it. What's your take on that movie, On the Hills Have Eyes?
1: Oh my gosh. If you are just ready for a movie that's just gonna be sadistic and crazy and it just it's just intense nonstop. And it plays off of so many uh, realities, the realism of being stranded, desert, crazy people. It just, and, and the title, my goodness, I love the title. Um, and so as a result, it did play, I think the movie was phenomenal. Is it one of my favorite? No. But I can't tell you, Stephanie, any name of the persons who played it. I no. can't even tell you one of the main stars. Can you,
0: I cannot. I cannot. The hills have eyes. Yeah, I remember seeing the movie, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite, but I I remember enjoying the movie. I saw it once. It wasn't one of those movies where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm I'm dying to see it again. And there were some horror movies, that you know, definitely you you watch it, and you're like, oh, I, I need to see this more than once. But um, you know, also for for in that particular time we we're talking about, the hills have eyes was. 1977, yeah, around there. And than, I know yeah. they came out with they came out with remakes in 2006, and then the sequel to that in uh, 2007. But uh, it was what it was. Wes Craven.
1: Mm hmm. I West love Craven. it. I love how it played off of silence and sound. I thought that was really good how it played off of that. And let me also say this: those characters, yeah, they were wasn't one by deformed. And I remember yeah. he, wanted, he was like deformed or something. In both, in all the sequels, what have you? And wanted to take advantage of the girl. There was a girl in there that they tried to take advantage of. So, in the original
0: one, the the guy that's deformed, I believe, later plays one of those crazy mutant bikers on a weird science movie, I believe. Uh, like tall, Mike. really tall. Last name, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, question, answer your
0: Steph. question, Stephanie. It was definitely worth a watch. I will say this, Lily.
1: I did not see the remakes. I did. And I thought the I remake not. was just as good as the original, honestly. I
0: did not. I only saw the original. I only saw the did original, saw the but sh-
1: I enjoyed it. But did you remember the, the movie ended as they're driving off and the screen queen's like laughing, crying laughing? <laughs> right. <laughs> she was, I was like, okay, this a is... The hysterical... Yeah. It was yeah. so like at the, you know in the original it was like okay, but in the, in the remake I was like okay now that was pretty cool. Like I thought that was different. It's almost like even though she's leaving the scenery, she herself is becoming, you know, maybe she becomes the the, the next heel with the eyes or the eyes from the heel. Who knows? I
0: thought right. it was
1: really cool to play off of that, like her 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 psychological unstableness, you know, as a as a as a as an ending.
0: Yeah. Yes, Stephanie. Thank you so much for your question. We appreciate a good it. Good
1: question. Now, now, Nadine, before we proceed, I know that we're half an hour in, folks. If you have any final questions or comments to get into us, do so at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. I do want to say to our listeners, if you try to call that number during a, 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 a download and playback of this show, you're not <laughs> going to get an answer from us. <laughs> so it only works while it's live. However, you can still talk to us nonetheless. We do provide the links to all of our social media and email addresses inside our, our show's description. So everyday folks listen at gmail.com, FrightTalkGuys at gmail.com, and in tabs, um, and FrightTalkGuys are great Instagram options too. So the to Deem, I, I got to go to one of my favorite movies, and maybe because I really like The Screen Queen, and it is Sigourney Weaver. Is Sigourney Weaver considered a Screen Queen? Jason wants to know. I think so. I think
0: so. Um, (laughs) I really like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. Me too. I loved (laughs) Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. And she was hot. So, I mean, I I definitely think Sigourney Weaver is a scream queen. I mean, why not?
1: Yes. Yes. And, I will tell you, I enjoy Aliens 1, but I really liked Aliens 2 for some reason. I don't know why. I like it. The alien
0: movies are just,
1: they're just great. though. 1, 2, and 3
0: are great films. They really are. And, I mean, she is definitely a screen queen in her own right. But, see, that's what I'm saying. You know how we were talking um, about Jamie Lee Curtis having that continuity in the Halloween film franchise? Well, Sigourney Weaver has that same continuity in the Alien movies as well. So I definitely think that she is a scream queen within her own right.
1: She is. She is. I love that famous line from the movie. At the end, when she's in this yellow thing, remember the thing they had to use And number two, by the way? They had to use this robotic thing to pick up stuff and move it. And she told the alien, she took on the alien, and there was a little girl that somehow survived all this and came out of nowhere. And they said, she looked at the alien and said, get away from her, you bitch. And she yelled it at the alien. It was like, what a line. I was like, go oh, Sigourney. I felt like I was cheering for her. She's one of those screen queens that, unlike Jamie Lee Curtis, who I felt did not play fully into, like, being feeble and weak. She, she was strong. Nice. And, you know, I like that. I like that empowerment. But, but I feel Sigourney Weaver got that on the start. Like, it started with that. And by the time she went to 2 and, you know, in, in sequel 2, she was so ready. Like after all she had seen and, and her crew had perished, she was ready to go on for more. So great question, Jason. Thank you.
0: Have a question here for you from Pat. Pat says, There's a lot of hate about Neff Campbell when she played in the original screen back in the day. Why do you think that is?
1: Mm. mm Pat. Okay. So I'm just gonna give a Billy opinion for what I remember in the news, the immediate time. And this is before social media folks. I heard she wasn't very nice to work with at first. I, I heard that not 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 only in that movie, but also when she played in um, what was that wild movie? The where They were the teacher. They filmed it here in Miami at Ransom, where I worked at the time. Oh my gosh, it was a movie, and she and Christina Rich, um, uh, Denise Ritchie, was in there, and they were getting on with the, the the headmaster or the counselor at the high school. It was a it, it was like wild things, wild things, Wow, so, things, wild things. So. That movie, I remember her, I saw her on ground, and I think she's an amazing woman now. She's a mom. She was just on Kelly Clarkson's show I thought was really cool. I just felt then I saw that the students wanted to talk to her. You know, Kevin Bacon was out there taking pictures with the kids, all these other things. I even got a couple pictures. Nev Campbell was like, you know, Denise Ritchie was over there like, hey, let me sign. So she was a little more standoffish. Um, and she was hot at that time, you know that was her her shit right yeah. her thing, her error i mean, and so I guess people got a lot of hate because there was perceptions of her pat behind the scenes about her behavior and character, not because she was a poor actress but maybe because how she interacted with her her coworkers
0: well wow. oh you see i didn't I didn't know about yeah. the behind the scenes but i could, i i mean it it would be understandable
1: yeah um,
0: I will tell you this. I so in Scream and she to me it's kinda like if you were in the original craft you are a Scream Queen. And she was in the original craft and I think she did an amazing job in that film as well. She was so She's great. a great actress.
1: Despite
0: I mm-hmm. ibecause uh, I 'cause I don't know, any difficulties that she may have with or being difficult to work with behind the camera. Um, I can tell you that what I see on screen for her in the horror films I like and it, and as far as Scream goes, I'm not a Scream fan of the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find it scary. I found it, oh, not at all. but not scary at all. And I was expecting a horror movie, but that's not a knock on her because I think that Neff Campbell is a good actress. I think she's a great actress, and I think she did a great job in both those films.
1: Mhm. A lot of stars, like number ten, the demon. I'll go ahead and ask it. Chris wants to know Drew Barrymore was a scream queen in scream one. I was so mm-hmm. shocked to see her in the movie when it first came out Did you feel the same.
0: Well, you know, her, she was a scream queen in that film, but remember she was in the very beginning of scream and she gets, and folks, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, she gets killed off like within the first, what, five to 10 minutes of the film. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, she was in it and I'm surprised to see her in it, but it's kind of like, yeah, she was in it, but she was in it for a very short period of time and to kind of obviously kick off the the film itself. Uh, was I surprised to see her in it? No. And as a matter of fact, she has a show on Netflix where she plays a suburban mother who is a cannibal, like a zombie <laughs> cannibal type. And it's, a, and it's written as a comedy and she does a great job in that role. So I think that... For that particular um character, they wanted somebody with a young, innocent look and Drew Barrymore fit the script for that. And I think she for did. that perfect for
1: that, you know, short role.
0: What was your take on her being on the in that film?
1: Like you said, she was the first kill. And I think it made sense because it brings it back around from the thriller dimension she played. She was an E. T. I remember her being in E.T. She was one of the kids, but she really was in a lesser role in that regard. But she was in Firestarter. She was the kid in Stephen King's Firestarter.
0: Yes, she was. Which,
1: by the way, folks, they're bringing back. They're doing a remake of it. And so, yeah, they are. And so to see her, and she played that role so well. I am so impressed. This six-year-old kid could do what she did at that time. So Drew Barrymore, I thought it was neat to see her there because she's one of those all-American girl that everybody loves. That was the girl in school that everybody liked, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and it worked. So I thought it was neat that she was in the film. I expected her to fall because it was it was Scream. And the way that they were, the trailers were released at the time, it was clearly going to be a slasher. So I knew right. she wasn't going right. to last long because it just wasn't her lane, but it was enough to give the movie some, um, some notoriety of, certain, of, of a sort.
0: Tell you what I do like about that movie. That movie is so 90s. And I love me some movies where I could look at them and be like, ah, that was in the 90s. Ah, that was in the 80s. That movie was so 90s. Uh, uh Billy, it would not be a show if we did not answer a question from our buddy Max. You <laughs> know Max writes into every show. You
1: know, Max. Max, you know, Max, whoever you are, Max, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Alright.
0: So Max asks. What do you think of the original Hellraiser with Ashley Lawrence as a star as Christy? I think it was a cool movie
1: and ahead of its
0: time. And I know this is one of your favorites, Billy.
1: Because I am pinhead, Max. Okay, I know I do. I think I am sometimes. I even quote things in class from him. And as soon as they're looking at me, they don't get the cultural reference. But when I'm reading, like, horror or something related, I think Christy, what, uh, uh, what's her name? Ashley. Ashley was so good. She was such she was great. I liked the first one. You know, the, it kind of got off slow, Hellraiser, but as it picks up, it was really cool. The concept, Clive Barker, bravo, from the Hellbound Heart novel. I thought she was a great screen queen, and I loved her at one. I liked her in number two as well. She definitely is under, underrated. I, I, I feel she's oh, yeah. an underrated screen queen. And she played in, I mean, the makeup. Like you said, ahead of this time, Max, spot on. The makeup, the, 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 the colors, the gothic element. Oh, my gosh. It's just such a film that definitely just broke barriers. It yeah. It broke barriers. Yeah. And, and I agree with you that
0: she's underrated. As a matter of fact, really, wasn't she in four Hellraiser movies? I don't remember her wasn't after the she second. In I three? could be
1: wrong. Maybe she was. I'm gonna look oh, maybe because I'm stuff. just so in love with the first and second. I can't remember beyond.
0: If I don't look it up. Okay, so... Uh, she was in Hellraiser. She was in Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. She was in Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Uh, She was also... She was in Warlock 3. I don't remember her from Warlock. 3. She was in Warlock? Was yeah. It? uh, The third one. And she was in Hellraiser, Hellseeker. So she was in four Hellraiser movies. I mean, come on. We're talking about the continuity of Scream Queens. Mm. Definitely underrated for somebody. And that's such a great... And Clyde Barger did, did an amazing job. And that's such a great film franchise as well for her not to be considered in that right. higher on of screen queens
1: yeah like I, I in fact she remember there was a girl in the second movie nadine that it, it was a hospital and the doctor remember the mental doctor and he would fight the cenobites that that was so cool but that girl that was in there that she, Christy was helping when they went into like the hell she remember she she couldn't talk I thought it was so cool that she had no voice until the very, very, very end of the the storyline. She had no voice, but her actions and her emotions were conveyed well. And it reinforced the power of the acting on Ashley to be Christy because Christy really had to bring forth the emotions for the two of them. You know, like the voice, the vocal aspect. So um, great job. Even the crying, there were moments, oh, my gosh, especially, oh, that it's just one of my favorite movies. Thank you, man.
0: <laughs> you know, Billy, here we are. We, we've talked about a lot of movies and shows thus far, and I know we have a, more questions. But I, I do want to take a moment, and I do want to mention that in books and novels, there's a lot of screen Queens. And they're not called Scream Queens, but that's what they are. in the fear, the fear Street series by R.L. Stein in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, that's a, especially if you look at those covers, essentially in every one of those books you have screen Queens. So I know we're talking about the films and the movies but I, I wanted to take a moment to also mention books because I, I feel that the scream queens are mentioned in books and maybe not given, um, maybe not given the right credit for it as well. Right. So definitely, I I want to take a minute and, and and recommend the Fear Street series to those that maybe are able to pick up an older series, maybe they find it somewhere in a thrift store or something like that as well.
1: And folks, I have to tell you, if if the demon is telling you to watch something or read it, you should everything he tells me to do, I do it, okay? And I always fall in love with it. One, we have similar taste in the types of things we like yeah. more. But it's just he has – if he's going to recommend something, there is definitely – he's analyzed it. He's provided a psychoanalysis of it for his own self to before right. he offers it. So listen to him and do check out <laughs> Fear Street. It And listen to our podcast episode related to it as well yes, from last absolutely. year. Absolutely. right oh wow we still have questions
0: i know we do. got a bunch of questions here Um, here we
1: go (laughs) we'll
0: get to all right um but we have a question here from alex and alex alex's question puzzles me but i know that you're going to answer it the same way i will so alex says are there music celebrities who you think would make a good scream queen like lady gaga Alex, you've been living under a rock or something, Billy educate Alex for us, please.
1: I mean, well, there have been quite a few that have gone through <laughs> and have made that transition, and let me also add, even would one to be considered a screen queen if there are no monsters, like for instance, I could use Beyonce when she had to fight the lady for her fiance and that whole thriller thing that she did. It wasn't oh, yeah, even horror, yeah. but it was more thriller um. I always feel that Lady Gaga is an exception. Let's make that known. Someone who is just so versatile in such dimension of acting. I feel there's some others. I will say this, Nadine. I feel there are some others who could tap. Can I give you one that I think you're gonna be shocked to hear me say? I think Nicki Minaj would make a good screen queen. You know why? Because she. I, mean, so- I watched watch it. But- you know she plays all because she's able to be those different characters when she raps, from Roman and all yeah. that. And she played off of that. She liked. She actually mentioned in early interviews of her day she liked horror, so she brought in some of that. You know, she had a dark side of her, with some of her, her early work when she collabed with other people. So I like to see someone like her come in. Like, to, to, I don't think everyone can cross over, and Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga is so unique, we accept that from her. That's what makes it easier to accept.
0: So, Alex, I I was just joking in the beginning about educating you. Don't worry about that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. And when I say this, Billy is about to have an aha moment, folks. American Horror Story. Lady Gaga was in American Horror Story in Hotel. And she played a vampire. And she was amazing at it. She was absolutely amazing. So can Lady Gaga do it? The reason I was uh, being facetious earlier is because she already did. She was in um the yes, it was the hotel American horror story. Check it out. It was really good and she did an amazing job on that.
1: She was good. In fact I wanna see more of her. I hope they do that in a future episode. Bring her back. Bring back Lady Gaga, yes. Lady Gaga
0: <laughs> I love anything she does. She's fantastic.
1: <laughs> hey dean, Jessica wants to know I would love Jessica writes, I would love to serve as a screen queen in a movie. What do you make of Lupita and You and Us by feel.
0: Jessica, first of all, I'd like you to know that if you are ever in any horror movie as a Scream Queen and you need a background character, somebody to hold bushes in the background <laughs> like it's scary, you want to kill me off as the first character, I do not care. Billy and I will gladly be in your horror movie. Sure That's thing one. Thing two. Um, you know, I think it was a good stretch from somebody who was just famous for videos online to you know making their own music and then being included in a film you never know what people can do unless they're given the opportunity to to shine in those particular talents and i think she was okay i think she was okay i think that she the more of it she does i think the more believable it will be but I don't think uh, she was
1: bad at all for her first go at it. What do you think, Billy? I agree. I, I agree with you. I just feel, I think Peel's amazing. I wasn't a fan of Us. I just wasn't. Um, I, I just, it didn't work for me. And so, but she, I saw her in Twelve Years a Slave. She was so good. Oh my goodness, she can cry so well and and evoke pain in her face as she does in in, in such a silent way and, and so when i saw her switch that over to psychological thriller it works because she's just able to do it on the cue but um i would say that yes she would be a screen queen because now i'm seeing her pop up in other things as well that have a dark aspect or a horrific aspect i will say and also being an african-american or african descent woman because she's not african-american she's african mm-hmm. Right. That brings a perspective, but I, can I give you one that I think from African American who I'm watching and I want to see what she can do, Kiki Palmer, who's going to play in oh, Fields yeah. Nope. I'm curious to see what she can do because that's this is a different lane for her when it comes yeah. to this. So this is her chance to make a mark, and if she makes it well, it can either catapult her into a whole other direction in the genre, or can get you or disadvantage. You can be typecast forever in that same role.
0: And you know what, first of all, Lupita is so talented, and she is stunning. She is talented and she is stunning, which is a a great combination. The thing is that I guess I'm so used to seeing her doing these very, like, heavy dramatic roles that when you put her in a horror film, it's kind of like, oh, wait a second, now my brain has to flip the script because I see her as taking on these, like, major roles as a, I have a hist- whether it's historical context or so on and so forth. So in us, it was kind of like, I I don't know. I, I feel like the film did not do her justice.
1: Agreed. 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 But a great question, Alex. Thank you so much. Yes.
0: have a question here from Bob 47, Billy. And he says, Linda Blair is a scream queen. I love her. She's cool, too. I've met her at a convention. Oh, wow. Do you think old school queens still have a name in the horror game? Yes, yeah. come on. Like
1: for instance, if there is a if there is an empress of the screen queens, it will be Elvira, okay? And so <laughs> and so as a result, you know, i oh, absolutely, I, I I love her campy movies. I I think she's gorgeous. Absolutely. I, and it, 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 her books are cool. She's just great. She epitomizes a lot. And I would say, yes, um, Bob forty seven. I think these screen queens, we should give them their flowers while they're living. This is a great chance to do yeah. so. Yeah, You know, too often we celebrate and we talk about the opera when they were alive. No, let's do it now. And I appreciate cons doing that, giving yeah. everyone. I see the guy who played um, Candyman, the guy who originally played, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're all popping up at these cons and still being able to make a living for themselves. And I thought that's really nice. That I think it's a great thing. What do you think, Nadine?
0: Listen, first of all, I agree with Bob 47. Absolutely, Linda Blair is a screen queen. I agree with you, Billy, that Elvira is one of the higher archy of scream queens. Uh, I have a special place in my heart for Elvira. And and it, I also think it's really cool, like you said, that he was able to meet Linda Blair in a convention and, and that people are able to meet um, some of these on-screen individuals in conventions. I think that's awesome. Do the old queens have a name in the horror game? They're not called old queens. They're just called horror queens. Just you know, queens. Scream Queens, they're just horror queens, and, and they will have that title for well after, you know, well after the the years have passed. So hmm. definitely, there, there's always, they paved the way for the Scream Queens you see in modern
1: day. And Stinson writes to us, Nadine, what do you think about the monsters that make Scream Queens who they are? Does their presence further define the role of the Scream Queens? Okay, so
0: the monsters that make the scream queens, yes, because I feel that you take where let's go basic. You go Frankenstein, you get the Bride of Frank, Frankenstein, or you go werewolf, you go Dracula, and you have the scream queens that come along with it. And so, do you need one to have the other? Not necessarily. Did it help in the, in the classic movies? Of course, because you had that whole damsel in distress thing, which, you know, women are, are not necessarily damsel in distress. They're strong. They're powerful, right? So, yes, I definitely think that the monsters add to that Scream Queen uh, uh, persona. What do you think, Billy?
1: They do. In fact, if it weren't for the Scream Queen or people being fearful of them or fi- having conflict with them, these monsters would not make it to our shelves for Halloween and for other franchises, you know, the franchise of building a brand that becomes profitable so absolutely they play a big role and i think unfortunately we don't see unless it's carrie would carrie be considered a screen queen because i've seen a bookmark that has scary with the blood dripping on her you know you're all gonna laugh at you and i see that bookmark a replica of her face that's like one of the few screen queens that actually gets a face you know and if you look at our flyer folks you see the ones that really uh, represent the iconic movies they they are. You can easily name a movie by seeing the screen Queen. So I think they both depend on one another, but the monsters make a difference.
0: I have a question here from Ed. Ed says, props to Emma Roberts for creating a name for herself in the horror genre. This is a different role considering her family of famous actors are not interested in horror. I like your feedback on this.
1: That's an easy one because her aunt is Julia Roberts. Her dad is Eric Roberts. And she actually made a name for herself outside of their genres. Correct. And, I mean, remember in the in the 80, 90s, Eric Roberts was in, like, all of Mariah Carey videos. I was like, why is he in these videos? Yeah. I never understood that. He was popping up in a lot of hip-hop videos. But that's the thing. I think the Roberts brand is good for co- going on different avenues and trying new stuff. So, But Emma Roberts is just superb, and I cannot see American Horror Story without her. I like her there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, she's very talented. And sometimes – they don't, you know, family members don't necessarily have to, uh, even in, in the Hollywood game, they don't have to follow the script of their, of their family, and they do their own thing. And, and Emma Roberts is trailblazing her own path in the horror genre, and I think it's fantastic.
1: And, and as Esmeralda writes, Anna Paquin in True Blood is a screen queen to appreciate. I wish they would, this was, that, that, that she would return or the show would return, but was she really a screen queen?
0: Sookie. I only saw a few episodes of True Blood, so I yeah. can't really tell
1: you. Screen wasn't a right. scream queen, but she's an icon from the show, but there are so many other great characters from the show that balance her out. But from the novel itself, she's the focus. She's the protagonist in, in the house, in the Stackhouse Chronicles. So yes okay. and no. Gotcha.
0: And our last question by Brett. Great question to end the show. Do you think all scream queens are created equally?
1: Nope. And that's why we love them. That's, <laughs> that's right. why we love it. And each generation makes them differently, too. Absolutely. So, I agree. They do reflect. These women reflect the identities of women in the societies in which they were introduced. So I feel that, in you know, the political statements and the movements as well-bred. So, no, they're not a, all created equally, and that's why we love them. I what agree with percent. This is so good. This is Great. so good. It was a great show and folks we hope you'll turn tune in again on April first where we're gonna be looking at April Fool's Day April Fool's Day horror. You know, from anything from YouTube to pranks going wrong, we're gonna take a look at all of those. So we'll have some fun with that as well. And Nadim, thank you so much for being here. We had a great show. Good to have you back and, and, and enjoy thank our time together, right? We need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody for listening. We we really
0: appreciate you. All the love. Um our fry squad is always strong, so we appreciate that.
1: Until April first. Until April first, thank you so much for listening and tune in to other shows via Spotify, via Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and of course on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much.